0: Transmission by me, Donald Make me an island. Hello, and welcome to Make me an island of Ireland, episode 38, year two zero two one. too soon, too soon-like. I greet you from the centre of Dublin city, a very still and deserted scene this Sunday morning. It's oh so quiet here. The sound of the traffic is normally the bane of our lives, so while the silence is by no means deafening, it is a little disconcerting. But we, the disconcerted, are having none of it. There's islands to be made, and into that breach we will be casting a whole pile of beautiful noise over the coming weeks of lockdown number three. There's very special shows on the way featuring Miles Manley, Elaine Malone, John Francis Flynn and Conor O'Brien from Villagers, as well as an in-depth investigation into the work of filmmaker Pat Collins and a journey to the very heart and soul of the amazing music of Arthur Russell in the company of Peter Broderick. You can support the making of these islands and our private service broadcasting war effort over on Patreon. For today's edition, we are delighted to welcome one of our favourite artists, Katie Kim as guest islander. The quality of Katie's work since her debut album in 2008 will be known to many of you. The good news is she has a staggering new album ready for the world as well as being part of a groundbreaking collaboration with Rady Pete, Ellie Myler and John Spud Murphy which enthralled the nation, or at least our tiny part of it on Nullig the Mon just past. The closing act of that concert is where we begin. John Henry.
1: Come in, come in my
0: Song that you could possibly uh, play to the ending of the world or something, but <laughs> but the opening of a podcast it can also apply. Um, that's love, Henry and Katie came with me. Katie, um, congratulations on this project and um, the um, that song right there was one of the was was that part of the early kind of you know the the set. So tell us about how it happened with with uh, Rady.
2: Well, John Pearson really yeah. a uh, Islander um <coughs> he uh, approached us he was doing music week or music town um festival but he approached us um and just brought up the idea of possibly me and rady working together so it really all stemmed from his idea
0: and but at at, at <coughs> that point had you um you'd met and and all of that right so me and right? rady yeah
2: rady and i, rady and I uh, yeah <laughs> sorry excuse me <laughs> um yes yes of course yeah um i was very aware of Rue. Um, oh yeah and uh Lancome, of course, at the time lynched um and i had i was a i had listened to katie Cruel, Rue's version of Katie Cruel on soundcloud and um uh and I fell in love with it and i and then when i after I went to see them met radio at at one of the at one of the gigs and there mm, was only a few
0: it. of those rue shows, right
2: there was can't remember where it was that I went to yeah. see it.
0: I I, I was lucky enough to see a a few of those as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, And yeah, so we we met after uh, one of those gigs and we just, I told her what a massive, uh, (laughs) massive fan I was of hers and that song and her voice and her whole ethos. And she, um, she was very kind and uh, Mm. said very nice things back. So we, we just kind of went from there.
0: Mm. And so that first gig was, yeah, part, I think it was part of Music Town, was it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I um, think. Mm, yeah.
0: And and so was Love Henry part of that set or, or what songs were in the mix? At All that point? of the
2: songs that you would have heard for this Oh yeah. would have been part of um, uh, the other shows as well. Uh, we actually decided to omit one or two songs uh-huh. uh, just for the sake of keeping it nice and short and Tight for live stream
0: reasons. Mm, Live stream reasons. No,
2: (laughs) People's attention
0: spans wouldn't be. How very 2020 (laughs) in 2021. No, so modern. Uh, (laughs) But okay, so look, you're talking to a person who I just, I suppose in 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021, um, you know, the whole landscape of how people... Find, listen to everything to do with music has completely been obliterated in the last year, even more than sort of the trends that's been going on in, in we'll say, the 10 years previous. But when it comes to an event or something meaningful around the release of music, I can honestly say that, you know, the event on January 6th was as close as it comes to something kind of meaningful in a community way of pretty much everybody I know. was, was watching and listening that night, you know. and well, thank you. Do you know what I mean? As in, uh, um, I suppose what I'm saying is that within this sort of world where there's meagre pickings in terms of what we can yeah. do now, yeah. that, that, you know, pretty much goes to sort of to the max of what's possible, I think, making something and presenting it in such a way.
2: Well, thank you. And um, I appreciate that. And we did work very hard because... Um, I think I was very reluctant personally to get involved in the live stream um, trend that was, not trend, I don't mean to say that, that kind of puts it down. The live streaming that was happening at the time, um, it just really wouldn't have been, I mean, putting, voluntarily sitting in front of a camera at Mm -hmm. home myself Mm -hmm. and singing to a camera that would be, you know, beamed out to people wouldn't be my, my particular... Mm, just not my style. (laughs) I think my, yeah, I think my, yeah. So I think maybe meeting, um, having to come back um, from New York and meeting Rady um, and talking about this uh, because it gave us an opportunity to do it um, where otherwise, I mean, Rady would have been on tour a lot. I would have been doing my work a lot. So it gave us an opportunity to do this Right. And think about the visuals, and mm-hmm. think about the way we were going to do it, um, which was a lot more appealing to me than, mm. um, like, no, please uh, don't get me wrong. I've I watched some of these really beautiful at home live streams, and I thought they were, and I really admired people for doing them. But it, personally, yeah. the camera is not my favorite. Yeah, uh, me neither. Yeah, it's not my friend, and I don't like it. Mm. Um, whereas this uh, this gave me the chance to become a little bit friendlier with the camera mm. and the whole concept.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the Nolik the idea. Where, where did that kind of come into the mix this time? <laughs>
2: uh, women's Christmas, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's no, sure. Well,
2: I, I mean, we did initially really think that maybe we might try and do it before Christmas because we were ready to do some more g- gigs. We were ready to. We were oh, ready. All right.
0: So, so we'll say in the when okay when the restrictions were um, eased a bit in the summer. Yes. I think there was a plan at that point yes. to do a few gigs, right? Yes. Mm. Uh,
2: limited capacity shows, and I think there made might have been maybe three or four um, in the bag ready to do. And we were going to have um, Ellie on board to uh, play some of the songs as well. And then when the restrictions came in. That was out the window and it just really wasn't possible. I mean, to be honest, when we had booked them or when they were booked, we had this in the back of our minds anyway. Um, And just instantly when the restrictions came in, we both just thought at the exact same time that we should stream it because, Mm. you know, we were excited to have Mm. people listen to it. But at
0: that point that you had in in the rehearsal room with Ellie and at Spud at that point as well?
2: Mm, I don't think so at that point. Mm. Uh, I think there was talk of it being uh, exciting if he was able to do it. Mm.
0: Um, yeah. We should say uh, it's like uh, how many times are we going to mention uh, the word Spud in this programme but oh. uh, just uh, this is the beginning but I mean <laughs> um, when I think of you know Spud um, Spud Murphy, John Spud Murphy um, for me from my point of view um, sitting down as I just tried to describe there, that feeling of, oh, I, I can't wait for this show. Here here comes the show. Here's the show. The show is happening. It's <laughs> over. I'm going to listen to it <laughs> again and again and again, right? So that level of excitement. But um, mixed in there is kind of knowing how the fabric of the whole thing, as in the little strands, you know, I mean... Uh, when it comes to your music uh, from the very start, you know, uh, being uh, sort of there and, and knowing uh, how all that came together and, and through the subsequent um, evolution of that. Yes. And then with Rady too, you know, just sort of like from the first uh, Lynch gigs um, onwards and Rue and 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 everything that she's done and uh, in there as well, which is in more recent times, knowing what per- Percolator are capable of sure. and what Ellie is capable of. and. Through all of that is is Spud, who's just been you know, yeah, uh, there from the beginning. I mean, so I suppose my own kind of personal excitement. You've been through
2: the whole spectrum <laughs> of us all. Yes, you have. You've been there.
0: So I've been on that bus. Uh, you but have. but, but <clears throat> it, like so, it was exciting. You know, it's been exciting to see Spud's work subsequent to to. Um, discovering his work through you, you know, as in through what you did together. Mm-hmm. Um, must be good for you to see kind of his evolution and then to come back in at a point and work together at this, you know, at this juncture.
2: Yeah, you know, it feels so, I I didn't really think about it until we all, we were at the Martello Tower and we were all sitting down together and I kind of just looked around me and realised that I was kind of surrounded by people that I was so comfortable with working with and I had worked with through over the last. I mean, Ellie and I were in a band together called Day Kim back in I don't know sixteen years ago. She was a drummer. When,
0: oh right, I I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So I mean, me and Ellie have known each other forever, and um, so it's been really weird <laughs> that we've stuck together. I mean, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm even living with Spot at the moment, but like, yeah. yeah but it's been really nice. You know, I look at mm. it like it's it's just really comfortable working environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and collaboration is not always the easiest thing for me. In the past, hasn't been. yeah. Um, so this has just been really lovely.
0: Yeah. Um, so just on the point of, you mentioned the Martello Tower, so it was recorded in, are, are you, where was it?
2: It's a Martello Tower oh, okay. in, oh, in right. Dublin. <laughs> I just as I
0: asked that, I was like, well, "You're not kind to <laughs> give the game away."
2: I don't <laughs> give away her address. Just
0: know the, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look, just let's go to the to the again because I think most people listening to this podcast will have seen this, and if 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 um, and uh, and if not, then we'll be looking forward to hearing it when it does come around because it it will come back around. But just can I ask you about? So you open the show with the two. Two songs that I'd never heard before, The Trees They Do Grow High and The Cruel Mother, right? Yes. Where do they come from?
2: So you're gonna have to go to Rady for The Cruel Mother. I mean, I know The Cruel Mother uh, is Andy the Doorbum's uh um, Oh Andy, right yeah. arrangement. Mm-hmm. So it's a traditional song, but it's I, I believe that it's Andy's arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um uh Anybody, I'm sure if you would listen to the Radies podcast, she's already directed mm-hmm. you to listen to Andy's music. Yeah. Um, because it's he's just kind of a genre upon himself. Um and uh the trees, I mean to I mean the trees for me, uh Joan Baez did a version of really? the Trees, yes. Okay. Also, um there's a version that Aldous Harding and um oh the guy that she used to sing with back in the early days, he's also a great songwriter. Anyway, the two of them, I think in um, in a very small little club years ago, I saw the two of them singing together and it was a beautiful rendition of it. And um, so while we were talking about um, songs that we would pick for the show, uh, it was a song that gave me the goosebumps, you know, and if mm-hmm. I get the goosebump yeah you know. so so we said we'd give it a go and
0: it worked out. It's oh, God, what a way to open. And then, okay, mm-hmm. so the cruel mother, I don't I, I haven't um timed it, but it must be somewhere in the, the um, longest
2: song in the set mm-hmm. yet nearly ten minutes and, yeah. and
0: goes through all those many changes. I mean, just the excitement of hearing that one is just that's just phenomenal. And then after that was the heavy light heavy light. In the way, mm-hmm. yeah. um how did it feel to kind of, uh, you know, have your own work in there? A bit to, weird really yeah look, I, I had to
2: convince rady a, a lot to let me do th- to 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 not let me sorry to to keep those in um no i had to convince rady no rady had to convince me sorry to keep <laughs> them in the set i think i felt that maybe amongst such um traditional songs yep. uh i wondered uh if it felt out of place and she kind of was having none of it really. Mm, um thankfully. So well yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully I suppose. I think her uh so that is Yeah, no, because reason. I
0: mean, look, again, you, you can't be outside of yourself and, and appreciate it. Um mm-hmm. it, it just works so well. And and to be Thanks. honest, like those yeah, they were, those songs are, yeah, they were reborn within that context, I think. Just again, just before we move on, right. So on in terms of what the, the actual sound comprised of um, in the end part. Um, so on that, that one that we heard, Love, Henry. So um, there was, you did that song with the Mary Wallopers and it didn't sound like that. So, so the addition is the sound of... Uh, there's Spud on the Moog as well? Or is yes. that the, sort of, that's extra to what the previous version, right? Yes,
2: yes. Um, and also I think maybe being able to be a little bit freer with um, kind of having fun with the vocals and experimenting with um, vocal layering
0: mm-hmm.
2: as well. But the big difference would be, you know, that, f- that bass that Spud loves, mm. kind of like adding that that mm. kind of guttural...
0: Well, moving the earth beneath your feet. Yes, he likes think.
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really love that. I really love that move, you know, it and the, the kind of swooping, the swooping of it towards the end is like mm. really tension building and dramatic. Mm. And um, we got really into being uh, ridiculously dramatic towards the end of practice, you know, uh, and it really, <laughs> I mean, picking specific settings on keyboards or on synthesizers that normally... We would just, you know, be laughing at it, mm. kind of saying, is this, "Is this really ridiculous?" You know, but we completely embraced the ridiculous at times, and mm. um it was just yeah. really fun to, yeah, to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean,
2: it must because they're be, serious songs, you know. Yeah,
0: well, for they're, sure, you know, you know it's killing lot, children the, and a murdering of, a, a lot of that going on. I mean, there's. um but you know, two masters of turning the serious song <laughs> into something else. Yeah, um, and I, hope, I hope. Suppose so. I suppose. I'm reluctant to just leave this topic until I ask a few more questions. I think just in terms of, okay, so again, look, I know you're not. You're gonna sort of when I ask you about your own singing, but, but singing with with Rady, yeah. Um, surely that must be like something, um, I, I, you know, I, well, an experience that's totally.
2: What's, what it is because... New and
0: different and, and exciting to do.
2: Yeah, because, um, I mean, getting back to the the beginning of it and uh, John initially asked, like, suggesting that we do something together. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a big fan of her music and of her, but I, I really couldn't, I just couldn't see how it would work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought we were worlds apart vocally. Um, and, you know, I just didn't know how it would work. And... We got into. She came over to my house. We rehearsed a lot in my bedroom. She brought over her array of instruments. Uh, filled up the bedroom for a few months with instruments, and we just sat with it. And after the first couple of days, uh, I was just like,
0: "Did she bring the? Hell, is working. The big, the big B thing. What's Bion? It? Bion? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The harmonium, the bayan harp that wasn't included in this. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so from the so from once that happened, you know, you were aware of the what magic it was could just be kind such power. a
2: it was such an exciting yeah. relief actually mm-hmm. because I'd hate to have gone into it and have been too and it, for it not to have worked and to have kind of just maybe gone okay, you know, let's do it. Yeah, and we've
0: we've kind of gone too we'll, far now. Yeah. yeah,
2: but but it worked and uh,
0: yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, so like again, from the point of view of the listener, um, I will say that just whatever happens next, and and uh, you know, from what you say, there's going to be a release, right? So, can we mm. can we are we sure about that? Uh, I hope so, just don't so. know the details yet.
2: I hope so, don't have the details yet, but we definitely, definitely, uh, have a lot of interest in mm. recording the songs
0: because. Whatever, however the combination works with all of you working together in such a way and all of the, the dynamic, the, the way the dynamic works, it's, you know, I think there's something truly unique in there.
2: Yeah. And I, and I don't, and I think, um, there's no time like the present as well to mm. maybe try and get it done because, you know, uh, this, because uh, this. it may seem like it's going to last forever, but it isn't going to last forever. Yeah. Um, and people are busy and people have, um, lives to get back to and you can't have, um, You just don't have the luxury of having the time to record this. I mean, people are just busy, really, really busy. And it's good that they're busy. So it would be good to get it done. Mm. Um, Well, there's a third strain beginning. (laughs) Yeah, Sorry if it's I, not no, nothing no, no, no. But
0: just you know, if we if we have things to thank for this pandemic for, then exactly, uh, yes. this collaboration something is comes one of the out of the
2: awfulness of it. Um, yeah.
0: I'm going to probably uh, jump back and ask you more about it, Katie, because I'm obsessed. So, but I will now move on to your choices today, which is um, so you know the way music works, and um, you point somebody in the direction of something that they that they don't know, and it leads to other things. How wonderful! Mm. So Ursula Bogner is uh, the person that, that that blew my mind most yesterday. Uh, last night and um, so I'd never heard about this amazing lady um, from Germany do you do you know do you know much about her at this point I kind of got conflicting stuff online there
2: yeah because th- that is that is the, the thing so there's a there's a myth around it that it's um, Jan Jelinek Jan Jelenek, yeah. yes, and uh, Andrew Peckler.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think that they set up the the fetish, yeah. fetish label, especially to release I, her.
0: I, 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 I am not German, but I think it's pronounced fetish.
2: Oh, fetish. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I guess I corrected.
0: Excuse um, me. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> this is the problem with uh, Yeah, no, this is those guys. I, I to uh, I was in the, uh, <laughs> Berlin one time and uh, we were listening to music on a big sound system, as you do. And um, yeah. I was trying to talk to somebody who was, or sorry, I was trying to keep conversation with somebody who was talking too much to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he said, um, as I thought, um, uh, about the sound that... Um, This uh, feeling is too high. And uh, I thought it was, um, I thought he said the feeling is too high, which I thought would be quite a German thing to say about a a tune. But it was the ceiling. Ceiling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The ceiling. Very high ceiling. (laughs) This
0: is called fetish. Okay. 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 So it's called fetish. Anyway, look, sorry for that. um, That's
2: okay. Uh, But he apparently set up this label mm. specifically to release the works that he'd found of Ursula Bogner. I mean, in some... uh, uh, text she is a housewife. Yeah. In some texts
0: she's a pharmacist. Yeah, pharmac yeah, that's it. I got um, that a couple of times. A mother and, and uh a
2: mother who was very much into contemporary music as well, but became obsessed with electronic music, went to lots of electronic um yeah. s- uh, seminars, uh then became obsessed with building her own home recording studio. Yeah. Um and I think people are a little bit sceptical because of the amount of information that they have of her. But then again, I mean, it wasn't so long ago that she existed. And I mean, through yeah. her family, I mean, the story about how he discovered her is quite suspect. Okay, really. I don't know is, that. Yeah. Uh, he was sitting on a plane and he was sitting next to uh, a chap. And this chap turned out to be Ursula Bogner's son. okay. Um, and they got talking and he mentioned that he was an electronic producer and she said, oh, my mother was into electronic music. And then he discovered this array of yeah. music that belonged to her. I mean, I really, really hope it's true. And I oh, really yeah. hope well, it's not a fabrication.
0: I, I totally want to believe it. But um, so, look, yeah. um, let's play uh, the one that you you, you suggested. And uh, this is Uran type. Mm-hmm.
4: Weißer Schwan 92 Uranotypie Zahl 92 Abgeschrägtes Stuttika Satin-Transmutation Uranus-Epsilon-Ring Uranium 92 Weißer Schwan 92, Uranotypie. Zahl 92, abgeschrägtes Dodekae. Platin-Transmutation. epsilon Ring, Uranium
5: 92.
4: Weißer 92, Uranus <lacht> Zahl 92, abgeschrägtes Dodeca, Platin Transformation, Uranus Epsilon, Urano
0: Uh, not in the least bit frightening. Um, so that's uh, so that that was the first thing you heard by her. That
2: was the first song that I'd heard by her. Yes, not easily
0: forgotten. No. Um, so so anyway, you you told me about it, and then I there's an album that that so the first one was another a kind of a compilation that came out. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to play. One from that, if you don't mind, this yes, of please. a ping pong. Remember the YouTube parties, Katie? That I we do used remember to have them. years yeah. ago. Yeah, But um so here's one of the one from the other album, which I just think, who the hell made this, and <laughs> how have I I've not heard it before now? tune. So that one's called uh, Begleitung for Tuba. I know the Tuba bit. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so look, I, I suppose what what put me in mind immediately, and it's a very obvious comparison, um, with the work of uh, the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, right? Yeah. So, so, um, you know, and then, so after listening to Everything That, that You Can by Ursula Bogner, I switched over to, to that. And um, I suppose uh what what the similarities, I mean, just the idea of there being such incredible innovation in, in composition and but sonically it, yeah. in, in, in worlds of people that are just hidden, you know? Yeah. But also I Women think it was just hidden.
2: a lot of people have like just having fun with load of these instruments that yeah. were fairly new mm-hmm. and tape machines and splitting yeah. them up and mm. putting them back together and yeah. knocking things off them and like, you know, flicking them and doing this to them and stuff and uh, creating just loopy sounds and crazy noises yeah. that, um, uh, just having fun experimenting, it sounded like to me. I didn't, I, I, I never got a very serious, uh, like academic feeling from mm. from what they were trying to do there. I think, uh, I don't know, from, from, from me re- reading about them over the years, I always just got that they just really enjoyed their job yeah. and were creating mm. and having fun doing it.
0: it. Well, it comes across this that playfulness is definitely there. Yeah. Um but then I suppose the idea, you know, like many institutions, the BBC in the last couple of years has had massive redress issues with pay for women and mm-hmm. inequality. Sure, yeah. But that area was, you know, just phenomenally uh, sort of like a little republic in the sense of I mean the women ruled that that, that scene yeah. and uh, so I wasn't aware of before Delia Derbyshire which is you know um, the other amazing double D there was um, Daphne Oram and I'd never listened to her and it was only through this rabbit hole I mean look music has you know I mean the the way the paths to different things there's no end point you just kind of one point leads to another mm. and I listened to, to this lady so she's sort of like early 50s and let's Listen to this Daphne Orem. That's Daphne Oram. Um, another uh, sort of one of the people that obviously that people know about is Delia Derbyshire. And uh, again, reading about her, and you know, like when you think about Doctor Who, the theme came. This was 1963 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's so like or 63. Yeah. So like, how many years before Craftwork? <laughs> sure. And check this out.
2: Yeah. And you can see with the Daphne Oram, um, like experiments and work, the work that she's doing as well, how it, how it all got incorporated into those really early, like American and English kind of commercials. And they started incorporating that kind of music, that electronic music into mm. the commercials that was then, yeah. you know, kind of overtaken by, you know, men
0: again. But I didn't really think about that. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Right? It all
2: sounds like it all, you know, all those kind of uh, swooshes and dreams yeah. and kind of Disney, Disney type sounds.
0: Sure. Yeah. bringing you bringing you towards whatever yeah, it is yeah, yeah. the promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but it just it's pro- I mean it's a thing to for another day to go deeply into exactly what what was going on there because I, it's just such an aberration but out of those aberrations comes remarkable things and you know like yeah. delia derbyshire was working in an environment that created by the likes of daphne oram in which you know that she could make things yeah. like this for doctor who It's just so yeah. far out yeah
2: and there's also just, a, i think there's a documentary that isn't over uh, out over here called sisters with transistors that looks like it's going to be fantastic as well so if, okay. if if it comes out over here it's something that i'm really waiting to to watch just you and, should and look out for it with, and it's the with, history of that
0: okay mm. I already love the um idea of a lovely title mm-hmm. um so we're gonna keep moving on um so let's actually uh, stay in in london town uh, for the moment um so I've been aware of um uh, tears up and uh just myself, but you know the one you've chosen is from from the from the first record right so 2013. It's an e p oh yeah before yeah, so there's just one album
2: June has one album called devotion yeah the e p is um oh. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not dancing. I'm it. not dancing. EP, yeah. yeah, which she did. Twenty
0: thirteen, m- I think.
2: Yes, which Mika, which Mika produced. I think Mika produces um, all of it. Uh, all of her stuff, I think. pretty yeah.
0: Sure. So, like, just just before we we we're also going to talk about Mika Mika mm-hmm. Levi, and again, um, in 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 just uh, listening to or c- researching the the choices that you t- you chose, I discovered that um, that Mika Levi is uh, Michachu Mikachu. Mikachu, yes. Um, <laughs> and I just loved that album when it came out in yeah. tw- tw- 2009. But there's a whole jewelry, scene in jewelry, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jewellery, yeah. But there's a whole scene there, kind of East London scene, that in between it is another name that I didn't, another guy that I produced her, Quez, K W E S, yes. who's kind of in between, uh, as in he's on both of their records yeah. uh, on Mika's yeah. and uh, yeah. on Tirza's album too. Um, and they're just so young and so fresh and they've got a whole thing going on.
2: I think they still have, I think um, it's through Mika that I started discovering, um, well, no, no, Dean Blunt, I suppose, had been on my radar for a long time. But I think just that whole London scene where they all seem to just be really innovative and like make Mm. creating their own spaces, their own studios. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the money that Mika makes from soundtrack work, she pumps back into creating Mm. like community spaces and studios and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, all those. All those guys just, yeah. I just want to be part of that gang.
0: <laughs> can we, hey, knock, knock, can we be in your gang? Yeah. Um, when we just <laughs> listen to Tirza, this is just wonderful. I mean, she's made so many amazing songs at this yes. point. this is Inside Out.
3: And again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again Now I got, now I got nothing. See with you, I'll end up hurting When I found out that you never loved me, and it's just like I'm in this for nothing. Text me if you know what time you're
0: much to love about Tirza, um, isn't there? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just immediate impressions. It's just so kind of um, unforced and yeah.
2: As well, I mean, you know, there's there's that and it, there's also just really DIY, lo-fi mm. homemade stuff that her and could do together mm. that she does as well. There's one if you just go on to YouTube and just put in What's the Mixtape? Yeah. It's just like 30 minutes of... Um, just, you know, really uh, underwater sounding kind mm-hmm. of just fun they were having. And then obviously the Devotion album as well that she does. Yeah. And there's a boiler room set that her and Mika do together that's really good. It's just improvisation.
0: And Is there? Uh, God, yeah, you, you've, just, you, 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 yeah.
2: So they've been like, Tirza and Mika have been my lockdown
0: yeah. buddies. Yeah. Um, I just read in some Pitchfork thing or something that they call each other Taz and Meeks. Ah. (laughs) So just just before we move on to talking about Mika's Mm -hmm. uh, soundtrack work, right? Um, I just want to go back to one of the ones from the first album that she made as Mm Mika Chu. And and there's kind of the blueprint for this sound is in that as well. So this is 2009, I think, and Matthew Herbert produced this, right? Ah, He produced the Jewellery album, didn't he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Oh, God, that's controversial. I'll fact check it there. Yeah. Uh, so this is always TV. We have fact checkers.
2: <laughs> Cora's fact checking up there. What? Cora's fact checking upstairs. Oh, she's
0: fact checking. <laughs> uh, Cora, come home if you're listening to this. Um, so, uh, yeah, so look, uh, yeah, so it, it, Oh, baby, do you know that song? Um, it's from Jewelry. It's, mm,
2: well, yeah I think so I know the Julie album I'm very well, bad well, maybe it's not it, I'm at very it. bad at knowing the titles of um, songs but well, you're t- you're I will know it when it I hear it
0: oh no actually this is actually from um, the good sad happy bad album from ah, right. 2015 right yes. but um, I just love this song so actually this is around the same time of that uh, Tirza so this is Mi- Mikachu suppose ostensibly ostensibly it's kind of simple right that it's just a a drum beat and there's kind of a sound of something happening sounds like it's from next door or something that yeah and then there's the voice and it's so bloody good and haunting and isn't it yeah I mean there's something going on over there in that part of the world Ireland is on fire but so is East London oh
2: yeah and um, and th- th- within their crew as well. I think who uh, sh- like she's got this really great story about like ha- creating music with all of that gang, which is where she was just in an internet cafe and these two guys were just like causing loads of trouble. Um, and she went over to them and just struck up a conversation and it was like Brother May and Kobe C, I think maybe, or somebody else, but they just listened to her music and then just started making music together in oh. East London and then just kept doing it. Um, Even through her success with all of this, you know, Mm. Academy Award nominations and everything. Mm. And she just... You know,
0: so so tell me simple. about that. The I, I don't know, right? So tell me. So the Academy Award nominations are for the soundtrack. I'm sound
2: like a really crazy obsessed fan because I really hey, listen.
0: <laughs> you're, you're you're speaking to somebody who has made 48 pro how many programs now? Um, 48. Yeah. Um, sorry, 38. F- 38. Um, as a musically obsessed fan, you know. As yeah, in, you know, okay. this is the uh, obsessed fan <laughs> support group.
2: I think it's specifically because when I came home from New York, this uh, I I I think. For some reason, it was Mika that just like s- I think I started listening to her quite a bit when I was going on walks in like in in this kind of local forest wood uh, area mm-hmm. where I was staying, and uh, oh, knowing as well that the the amount of work that she has done and uh, on all in all on all different scales and mm. just different areas that she's. Um, that she's dipped her her musical toes into is just always really fascinating and good yeah
0: so the soundtrack um, work though is, soundtrack ha, work. has as you were saying there has kind of earned her the uh, so so the one we're going to listen to is from under the skin i'm I'm sorry I have yet to list, uh, watch that film, but um you recommend that too
2: I recommend all the films that she's done soundtracks to. Do okay. well, I think it's just I think it's just three the at the ones? moment yeah. uh, monos uh-huh. uh, under the skin and Jackie. Which is the biography of uh jackie Kennedy
0: okay, right um so uh yeah, so any more about this so this one is drift right so so just actually on that point that you mentioned there, Katie coming back from um uh so when when the pandemic when it when it kicked in in march you you were um so the last time we checked in, you had just gone to the states with the view to to stay in there for a while or what was the kind yeah, yeah, of... yeah, I got a two year visa yeah
2: artist visa, yeah, yeah yeah, so I'd moved over there with the intention of sold everything and yeah. With the intention of staying staying mm-hmm. there for as long as I could, and hopefully if it worked out, extending a visa. Yeah, I was very very intent on moving there. For yeah, and, and a long period I, of time.
0: I, just uh, presumably that that the the circumstances just changed that, that 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 scuppered those plans.
2: Yeah, did a did a show with Rady actually in Lancome in the Mercury Lounge.
0: Was that the last one?
2: It's the last one. Oh, you um, supported that.
0: Did supported you, them there. Did you?
2: Yeah, and then. Um, Got a little bit of time off work after that. They went to Salem, asked if I wanted to come down just for uh, to hang out. And I did. I went to Salem for a while and then came back and the restaurant closed and had to move home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where was the restaurant? Uh, In Brooklyn. Yeah.
2: Yeah, in Greenpoint.
0: Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I probably shouldn't say that I was working in a restaurant. Maybe should I?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? <laughs>
2: no. the irs come to get me oh the irs yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah
0: um if you're listening irs please leave katie alone it was just a few hours um here, it was a
2: great it, restaurant actually i loved yeah. working in that restaurant
0: Greenpoint, right the center of uh, the action there yes yeah. it was very
2: enjoyable it yeah. was good it was a good time it's a shame, it's a shame yeah. it ended
0: but so you came back and you had to you you, you, were, you were lucky enough to have a place where you could uh, get to know Mika Levi's check work better. Yeah,
2: my like my my um, very, very kind uncle who doesn't live in the country. Um, uh, my parents are originally from Faithlake and Cheek Point in County Waterford and it's a really beautiful place that I had never really investigated before because, um, you know, my childhood was just driving to my granny and granddad's house and that was kind of my whole experience of Cheek Point and Faithlake, maybe a few weddings here and there, a couple of funerals, but... Um, yeah, he was he very kindly gave me his home to stay in for a couple of months when I came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, um, I was really lucky, really, really lucky. And Ireland was very good to me when I came home. And um got to go on lovely walks in these beautiful, it's called Deer Park or the Manon, mm. beautiful forest areas and woods. And um, it was probably... I couldn't have asked for a better way to, yeah. to spend when, it. When
0: you say Ireland was very good to me, you mean that the 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 country of Ireland, the thing, the ground we walk upon, was very good to you. It
2: was. Mm. It felt like a very safe place to come home to, with mm. the absolute, really baffling chaos of mm. of of America that I was watching on the news before we came back. Yeah. Because I, I mean, my mother had rang me and she had said, uh, "I think you should come home," and I said, "Don't be silly. I don't think you know it's it's going to be fine."
0: So was this end of February? Or thereabouts.
2: Uh, March, start of March, because I remember March. it was my birthday when the restaurant closed, and I and I booked my flight home. But, um, yeah, and I remember sh- well, me and my flatmates decided to sit down and just like because there was no TVs in the house, we hadn't really been keeping watching the, the news, mm. you know. And where I was living, there didn't seem to be any kind of a virus going around anywhere. Everyone was just very cool and calm and collected about yeah. everything.
5: Yeah.
2: Um. So, uh, we we pulled out a monitor and we watched a lot of news for the night. Um, and all decided frequently as terrifying as the news is, it did its job and made us all flee to our homes. Yeah, after that. right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. So in that initial period, you come back and, um, so we'll talk about it in a little while. But y- you've got a new album ready. Was were you working on that over there, or has no? Has I was working
2: on it with uh, Spud, for maybe a year.
0: Pre- during the whole time that I was applying for the visa. Okay, while you, before you left. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of in motion at that point.
2: Yeah, it was nearly, near, yeah, nearly there, nearly done.
0: Um, well, I, I'm very lucky in that I've heard it at this point, even though it's it's unmastered version. And I can tell you, I can tell you, the listener, that um, there's a real treat in store and something amazing on the way. But, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> we leave it there for now. But the
2: good thing about coming home—sorry, yeah. yeah, uh, talking about the silly pandemic—but um, it's not silly. I'm sorry, yeah. it's very serious. But the but talking about it um, about coming home and just like rediscovering music was um, really great.
0: Mm. Yeah. Got and to by, listen to it again. By rediscovering, you mean just being in a position where you're, yeah, you've, you do. I felt
2: like I hadn't listened to music properly right. in years. Yeah. Yeah, right. Really did. Mm. Yeah. And, it, you know, if I heard of something that, you know, made me uh, interested, I listened to it and said, oh, that sounds nice. And then I'd kind of move on. Yeah. And I never it, listened it to it Let even... it
0: change the course of your day, which it can, you know, it has the power to do that and, yeah. and can can change your head. Yeah. It wasn't um, doing that for me for a long time too, but mm-hmm. yeah. That's, so 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 you you kind of dived in there and you found the water good and you, you kept going. As in, Mike, Mika Levi being one of the key ones that you were immersed yourself in.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Also because the surroundings were really beautiful and I wasn't maybe because I wasn't living in a city at the time and I hadn't really lived in the country for any significant period of time mm-hmm. really in my life really. Yeah. Um, it was completely new surroundings very very deathly quiet Mm. um and uh yeah just being very solitary and uh kind of i feel like my ears were (laughs) crying out for for me to or my and my brain and my soul probably um to just feed it a little bit better
0: than um, what's that sound oh it's katie's soul crying (laughs) (laughs) I I said it quote me <laughs> Hey listen my soul is just like in, in tears permanently <laughs> Oh I know I know but, 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 I mean okay back. but look y- y- you describe it very well there is I suppose sometimes the unexpected or the unasked for or the un you know, charted thing when you're sort of thrust into a place that oh well, you didn't expect to be back no. in that place in this beautiful yeah. part of the country. I was just really hungry for, yeah. for it. Yeah, and I it think. just came at a good time and, yeah, and all of that. Um, yeah, and then Mika Le- Mika Leva came along. Mika came. Well, let's let's hear it. So this this um, but this soundtrack was it's from a few years now or is it? it this
2: is her first soundtrack, so I that's believe. So
0: 2015 or something, I think. Um, so this is from Under the Skin and it's called Drift. So that's uh, the wonderful Mika Levi and Drift. Um, so, all three soundtracks you'd recommend, Katie, her work. Yes. Yeah.
2: Anything that Mika Levi puts her hand to, I would recommend yeah. absolutely.
0: Um, you've not you only on YouTube, but you haven't seen her play or or, or Tears of Play, have you? No. Well, friends, uh, yeah, I do know somebody who has, but. Um, they're not here right now, but yeah, look forward to the day when we'll be able to do yes. that. Yes, yeah. and, and say? I just
2: want to recommend one one more thing. Yes, please. Just, if you're gonna, um, if you if you're not aware, she also, um, I think, uh, it's with the London Sinfonietta Orchestra. Mm-hmm. She released an album called Chopped and Screwed. Um, And it's basically with an orchestra. She's doing the album, uh, a Mikachu and the Shapes album. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's really fantastic. And uh, because, you know, she's been playing um, since classically since
0: she's four. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. She comes from that world, right?
2: Yeah, her dad, I think, is also a professor of music. um, And uh, she was actually, I think she studied in music school from the age of nine, which is insane.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, So super talented. And also kind of cracking down the barriers of the classical Yeah music world and because I mean with the London Sinfonietta Orchestra, uh, Orchestra there was an interview that I um, watched with her where she said she got them to slightly tune everything down a little bit so it all sounded a bit wonky and a little mm. bit wrong and a little bit more human mm-hmm. um, even though they are humans playing instruments but and mm. I just
0: love her. Whole uh, that's interesting right? Uh, it's also a very nice bridge into uh, talking about your collaboration with Crash Ensemble um Katie, I know it's it's, it's it's hard for you to talk about your own work, but I, I saw this show that you did in 2017 with the Crash Ensemble. And again, like what, similar to what I was saying about, you know, the collaboration with, with Radi and Ellie and Spud, is that it was brilliant to witness, sort of, your sound evolve into some, get meshed with another sound completely, another sound world, yep. and the effect of that. Um, so, like... What you said there about Mika and her being able to say to the London Sinfonetta that they just to kind of like push it slightly out of what their comfort zone and to make it work for her and and so on and so forth. What was it like working within the setting of, you know, incredible musicians coming from a classical world and, and you're coming from your world? How did that work?
2: Well, initially very, very, very intimidating until I got to meet them and then realised that they're all really just lovely, personable and very not intimidating people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Sean Clancy had originally done, um, the, uh, originally written the, the arrangement, um, for it. So, it,
0: it and, and so, so how did it actually come about before that, before the kind of, uh, or where did the idea stem from?
2: So Barry Lennon, um, uh, my manager, he he brought up the idea of doing it, um, and we kind of went from there. I mean, I'd been a huge admirer of the Crash Ensemble anyway, and just thought it out of my realm <laughs> to ask them to mm-hmm. to work. I just didn't believe that it was possible. I mean, they seemed like the most hardworking, busiest, um, and when this they are. Uh, so I just didn't think it was possible that we could work together, but um, it was. It, ha- it so happened that it was possible, and Sean Clancy um, wrote the arrangements. And uh,
0: so he took the song from from Salt and from and,
2: Salt. Yes, also like we were talking back and forth as well, mm-hmm. and he was checking in with me if I was okay with everything, and everything sounded good. And then um, eventually got into the room with Crash, and you know, how they many are days did you have? Not long, really. Maybe. I might be proved wrong if any of them are listening now, but I mean, they might've been doing work in the background, if, if but any
0: of Crash Ensemble, you can dial 1-800. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go on. Sorry. I interrupt you.
2: Okay. It's okay. I can't. Rem- I only think that maybe together, all of us in a room might've only been between three and five days. Okay. So that will kind of tell you how extremely professional they are. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was enough to work out everything. And it was, I mean, even the first time playing with them in a room. Mm. I mean, I could have said, okay, okay, that's fine. We're done. Yeah. I think we're ready to to go because they're just, I don't know. They're perfect. I I was
0: trying to kind of tease that out earlier on when I was saying about the arrangements of your own songs that were in the Nullignamon concert. But um, to be in a position of having the songs rearranged and reinterpreted and then presented back to you live in the room with this incredible sound of the crash ensemble that must have been you know what, how did that feel
2: very overwhelming mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't think I had a lot of words to express how overwhelmed I was when I was in the room with them mm-hmm. um, yeah I was quite speechless really mm-hmm. you know they probably were, were kind of were were probably thinking did I was I even really did I like the arrangements Because I was just very stunned. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's different watching them play with other people. uh, uh, And it's very different watching um, um, uh, 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 people like those playing with other people as I had seen them play with people before. Um, But it's really very different hearing your own music come Mm. back at you played through their instruments. I
0: I suppose what I was trying to get at was, was there a feeling of like, is this mine? Or, or, you know, as in, Mm. (laughs) you know, was yeah. there? It was, the, was that part of the yes. the spectrum of yes. feelings at yes. that point? Yes. Did I write this? Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Maybe that's a good point to to hear from that incredible collaboration. Beautiful human. Okay. speechless again okay you know how much i love this um music but i i just think that that collaboration is just so special um again from the outside you're not um it's not possible for you to i was there uh, the night that that was recorded and um to hear it again it's just great that it's there it's it's there yes. everybody just go to Bandcamp. you can find it it's the salt interventions album the crash ensemble so sean clancy so literally he did all that work you know before you got to, to rehearse it, right? So it was all yes, kind of there. he'd, when he'd done a
2: lot of work. And um, and then, I mean, the time that we spent together in the room, the time that I spent together in the room with Crash, it was just working things out, making mm. things flow better. In the concert hall where was it? Uh, yes, concert hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were fine-tuning things as we were there together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, and we
2: did two, two.
0: There was two, right? Y- yes. Hmm. Three,
2: maybe three, two, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was more than once anyway. Yes, um, three. Yeah. Um, My memory is so terrible. Look, listen, you're t- t- talking to the, the, the <sighs> king of, of memory loss here. Um, so, it's good to be in your company. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again? Um, but look, I suppose, because going forward, right, just to go back to the new record, which is on the way, the one that I've heard, um, mm-hmm. it just struck me listening to that. And again, just talking through the choices that you chose, Katie, that like, you know, the kind of sonic the sound world that, that you create is so key to kind of getting your, your you know, is so key to your music. and, and uh, But it keeps evolving and it's so interesting because, you know, these collaborations force you to kind of like think differently and therefore the dynamic changes and, and you know, how wonderful it is. So how does it feel to listen back to that now? What do you hear when you... To the crash? Mm. Oh,
2: I haven't listened to it in so long, but when I, I mean, even just listening to it there... Um it's definitely nice to be able to step because I was so nervous doing mm-hmm. those doing those shows, yep. so nervous um, yeah. that I was going to let everybody down because I wasn't. I, I'm such an, unprof- I'm such an unprofessional, but um, now listening back to it, I'm able to appreciate it a, a lot more. Mm. Um, and listening to the guys there at the build up at the end was just. Yeah it's, it's magnificent what they were doing in what genre.
0: so just that restraint and the yet the power is there you know yeah. like i suppose yeah. we were saying earlier about with the, with the uh, london girls about how they seem to be able to kind of like you know without Sort of like, you know, uh, throwing the kitchen sink at it. Exactly, they seem yeah. to be able to just make these powerful things.
2: Yeah, without, without having to prove anything. Without
0: having to prove anything or, or yeah. shove it in your face or prove that, look how good I am at this. We, yeah. We'll say with that, the dynamic there is just that that the tension is throughout it and, you know, what happens. Yeah, at, at and the I
2: mean, it led, it led to um, Kate... Um, Kate Ellis Kate Ellis sorry yes Kate Ellis uh, amazing lady cellist amazing lady more than cellist but um, yeah being on the new album which I was Mm. oh Kate's on it too oh yes oh yes yes
0: Um, I
2: didn't have to I didn't have to use fake strings this time they had the real deal
0: yeah, right. Actually, yep. I, there was a line there last night that I wrote down about strings. That uh, oh yeah, hovering like dust clouds of strings. The hovering dust cloud of strings. It was a pitchfork review of, uh, of uh, one of either Mika or or, um, or album. But the hovering dust cloud of strings. It is a good line. I yeah. think that. Um, yeah, her her sound um, on the record. So that's what I was listening to, because there was a few things there. Who else is is on the record? So Spud is is producing with yourself, right? So then Rady too. Yes,
2: so Rady, and, um is also providing um, some vocals, and Ellie is playing drums. Ellie Eleanor Miler mm-hmm. uh, playing drums. Sarah Grimes is also playing drums. Um, Spud is uh, playing bass and some synth. Um, And Shane O'Brien, who is a fantastic violinist, is also uh, playing violin, and then Kate Ellis on on cello. Mm -hmm. So I'm really lucky.
0: Yeah, very lucky. What what a team!
2: And I mean, what what they were able to do. I mean, even with the recording process, uh, just layering and layering with them, Mm. they just made themselves sound like orchestras, and I'm Mm. really happy with.
0: Um, So happy. I suppose you know. Those evolutions of sound that you've gone through and the people that you've collaborated with and all of that, when it comes to coming back to your own work, is it is it um, fair to say that, you know, it's really only through immersion in other things and experience and discovery that you kind of do uh, add layers of, of new things, you know? So I mm. suppose, would you be able to kind of stand back far enough to see that, oh, well, you know, what you're how you're putting this one together it's really kind of evolved, and there is so many different strings to your bow, for yeah. want of a better term. Would, yeah. would would you be able to do that?
2: Definitely, I, mm-hmm. c- I can. And I think as well, um, just this last year uh, has made me excited to to start making another one as yeah. well. You okay, know, right? Because you know, like I was saying, uh, kind of accepted music back in my life again. So I'm really excited to, uh, yeah, to try and do it again. i decided to write again. And I'm excited to get this record out and it just feels good to want to work again. It's really nice.
0: When it comes to making music and when it comes to the urge to continue to do that. And I know that there's been points along the way because I've been sort of there close enough to know these things that there's been points where you're just not sure whether it can continue, right? Uh, No,
2: I mean, I think everybody must go through that at some stage because, I mean, even friends that I have that are signed, you know, to labels and are maybe able to make a few bob more, you know, still it's difficult to still make ends meet, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, um, not that that is, a, I mean, obviously it's a part, of, it has to be a part of it. Mm. It, ha- making ends meet has to be, um.
0: Taken into consideration. It has to
2: be ca- taken into consideration. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I've had to keep working, but, uh, I just, it's exciting. I, I had to keep working, but I, at the same time, you know, had no interest in listening to new music or music that was new to me. Yeah. And so that was extra sad. But I mean, even if I have to make ends meet and I have to work, uh, but I'm in love with music again and I'm in love with discovering yeah. new things again, that makes everything very, very different,
0: you know. That was the next part of the question. So the in love with it part, mm. that's absolutely necessary because otherwise you don't have the urge or the feeling no. that you want to replicate this no. magic. And
2: it's a really empty feeling. like Yeah. Very it's yeah. I mean once you remember a time in your life and you were um like prolific and you worked a lot and you recorded a lot, um and you remember that time and it's gone for a while. Yeah. It's really sad because you remember the the good times, you know? Yeah. And no matter how much you try, it's hard to get it back. But when it you know, since it's come back. It's been really
0: nice. You're speaking to a DJ. Yeah, I see. I, hello, Katie's Muse. I, I, no, look, you're speaking to um, a, whatever, pretend amateur DJ who, it, same thing happened. No, no,
2: really. no. This, don't but, be, be no, silly. Same,
0: same thing happened in the sense of, look, the the kind of um, feeling of, I guess, okay, so it's hard to describe what it is that, that sort of, it's a passion that that is the fuel really essentially there, there has to be that passion there yeah, because otherwise it's just a pointless exercise, but, um, but it does come back. I just like to say, if you are a musician or a, a DJ or a writer or, um, and you're going through a crisis, there is, um, I think it's, it's worth saying that, you know, um, there are always those points that you have to reach. It's yeah, kind of it's necessarily close, part yeah. of, of the game that it has to happen. I'm just thrilled that, that it feels that that you're in a different place with that because it seems like um, a very exciting prospect what's going to happen next with your music and what's happening now already and right now, what we've been discussing. On that bombshell, let's move back to other people's music. Um, so you chose a couple of more choices, Katie. Um, you chose Dead Can Dance. Um I suppose I hadn't listened to Dead Can Dance in a long time I have to admit right and, yeah. and so here's what it felt like going back to it so okay. it was like wow um, I can understand why in 1999 this was um, <laughs> such a big deal or uh, or it was actually further back maybe perhaps but a- um, yeah 80 80 yeah
3: 6 maybe oh first God. album
0: way back yeah so there was there was yeah it's it is first album yeah so mm-hmm. it's from in the realm of the dying right? no it's
2: not from the first album I think the first album was Dead Can Dance and then mm. uh, it, to be honest really I was very, it was difficult for me to choose. Uh, I think is this the first song on Spleen and Ideal, which is the second album, yeah, um, is called De Profundi, I think. And that was a, an amazing song. But I just chose this um because again, walking in the beautiful Manon Woods that I was walking yeah. in, it came on and it was um I wasn't expecting it. And mm-hmm. so uh I just remember it very, very vividly. To be honest, I mean, Dead Can Dance. I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and say this. So maybe um, years ago when Dead Can Dance would have been presented to me, maybe I would have looked at it a little bit more tongue in cheek Mm. or maybe had a little giggle
0: at the dramatics of it. Well, it's so serious and it's like takes itself so seriously. So
2: I think it takes itself so seriously. It kind of comes back to what I was saying about kind of laughing in the, in the, rehearsal room when we were making this music because some of it was so dramatic that you had to laugh
0: because, you know, it's... Is there a dead condensed setting on the synthesizer? Dramatic and silly is very close together for me, huh? Is there a dead condensed setting on the synthesizer?
2: (laughs) I hope so. Um,
0: But yeah, keep going, sorry.
2: (laughs) But, uh, and even still, I mean, their later work still hasn't, um, it hasn't engulfed me as much as just the first three albums have. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first album was actually very much like, uh, Cocktoo Twins or The Cure. And then they kind of moved into this mm-hmm. world sound, mm-hmm. you know, where she's like creating her own language as she's singing. Um,
0: yeah, there's definitely that, where it's another world, otherworldly is the yes. good phrase. Uh, I think, and everything
2: me. isn't, you know, my cup of tea. Um, mm. But I, I love uh, Spleen and Ideal, uh, that whole album especially, and, um, this Particular track that's on, yeah, the and realm people of a dying will,
0: people will know as well from if you were listening to, um, if you were in Henry's Boy in '91 or two. I heard
2: there's a it, it future sound of London yeah, or something yeah, that that, that sampled this. I have still haven't heard song, it. Look, uh,
0: this is one I of wasn't in Henry's. Are, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not if you it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter because <laughs> if you, you, they're still Cork people and they've been to Henry's. It kills and then, me that I didn't they, get to go and to Henry's. They will tell you about it because like as a DJ, right, I think I've told this story probably several times here, Mr. Memory Loss. But um, like as a DJ down through the years, right, so they'd be like, I bought a lot of records in sort of from the late 90s on through people that I knew in other cities, Barcelona and mm-hmm. other places. And so I had a kind of a, a steady stream of these tunes from other places that were great tunes and great records. Yeah. So at the time, the heyday the heyday of uh, <laughs> Henry's was just going strong, and Greg and Shane were just ruling the whole thing. And oh, just, yeah. they had the same records, right? As in, you know, the best records from elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so occasionally I'll be playing a set, or have done through the years, I'll be playing a set somewhere at fucked o'clock sometime in yeah. the morning. <laughs> <Just like laughs> yeah. Somebody will put on a record, an old one, and somebody from the old bags. And invariably somebody will come charging through the the crowd. Henry's classic boy, Henry's classic boy. <laughs> and uh, so the thing is that uh, this one—it's <laughs> a long way of explaining that yes, Future Sound of London took this sample, mm-hmm. and it's a Henry's classic boy. Yeah. So um, there we go. So let's go. I've back seen to it really in,
2: in many comment sections.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, 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 oh yeah, 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 Still
2: haven't heard it though. But. oh yeah, we didn't know. Listening to the end of that I listening to the end of that I can definitely hear <laughs> here some kind of uh, unconscious uh, uh, inspiration for the Scott Walker cover
0: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah,
0: yeah. oh that was incredible yeah. but just just before we move on from that this is just a snippet of uh, the um, Henry's classic right? <laughs> I know that song <laughs> it's a classic from the it just the didn't it just didn't hit me when I was walking yeah, no, through the Manon <laughs> no oh there we go so yeah that's where that ended up um I suppose the drama the drama that you were talking about earlier about that kind of being sort of willing to let that flow or to let it in I mean Dead Can Dance Brendan Perry and Lisa Gerrard didn't have any problem with that uh, no that proposition no they fully embraced the drama yeah yeah, yeah. and uh I mean, as a result, it's just, yeah, it's kind of, it stands the test of time. I mean, it's like uh, a thing that, um, yeah, just interesting. I mean, I think that they definitely occupied a little space all onto themselves for, for a while anyway. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, uh, getting to educating myself with dad can dance, you know, moving, moving slowly album by album. Yeah. Yeah. Treading lightly. But, uh, yeah, and I don't mean to say drama. Dram. I mean, of course, there was kind of drama involved, but I think she was obviously just very influenced. They were both very influenced by world music as well, and sure, kind of tribal singing and different cultures. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah,
0: and 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 incorporated it in in a way that was very sophisticated, for yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, sure. Um, in actual fact, I mean, it was later on that it was mid '90s that they relocated to Cavan, right, with um, Brendan Perry. Cavan. Oh yeah, for a long period the Dead Can really? dance operation was in near Quivy County Cavan. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah oh. they had a church there. First ever No Disco, uh, as in the original No Disco, yeah. Uh, not the disowned version. Um, we were there. It's it says an interview with them and uh, in wow. the church. Yeah, yeah.
2: Is that online anywhere? Can you oh, watch that?
0: Thankfully, not. No. I'm just about as proud. There enough. Of, <laughs> isn't enough. There isn't enough No Disco stuff <laughs> online. Well, I tell you what, online. right? You know, we have discussed this mm. a few <laughs> times, but it, the, the thing is that um, just it's it's better left in people's memories. Trust me, okay. honest to God, there's no <laughs> way that like looking at it would be. In any way. Do anybody any good? <laughs> no. Oh God, no, it's awful. But uh, <laughs> it's really bad. But look, um, on actually, yeah, because at the time there was like a thing that, uh, you know, Lisa Gerard undoubtedly had a particular way of operating. And I think it was, uh, I'd never encountered anything quite like that. Oh, <laughs> just, really? Well, yeah, you know, like somebody from another planet completely, but she's okay. lovely, but um. Again, we keep saying otherworldly, but it definitely applied. But, you know, I, I just did had no idea. Uh, but I think, yeah.
2: Having to navigate like an interview with somebody. Well,
0: yeah, just like as that. in, just wasn't working, you know, really. You know, as in for, I mean, I think navigating interviews, my my default position would be this shouldn't happen (laughs) you know I seem like I understand if you don't want to talk to me I'm totally down with that (laughs) you know opening line It's but it is true though you know it's kind of a forced enough situation no matter what even if it's well okay this is no but an interview
2: with you is different though okay you're just having a chat yeah no we're
0: having no for sure I mean you know what it was such early days of of doing those things that What's ever, what, whatever skill is involved in making somebody comfortable to talk to mm. I didn't have those skills at that time for sure you know it was yeah. more I was so uncomfortable in myself Yeah.
2: well it sounds terrifying to me interviewing somebody sounds uh, yeah. Uh, terrifying
0: yeah 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 um, okay let's leave it at that okay <laughs> <laughs> no look the thing is right um, actually last year I think I've mentioned this a couple of times as well, but last year yeah, last year, I got to no, sorry, 2019. I mm. got to interview like one of my absolute heroes, which is, Ivor Brown, the, um, uh, psychiatrist, um, writer, amazing man. Just a uh, 96 years old. Um, I uh, he wrote a, a, a definitive book called Music and Madness, which is a good place to start. But um, so I had a brief chat with him on the phone before I interviewed him, and then you know I was bundle of nerves uh and I think it was because when he met me he kind of picked up on that because the first 20 minutes of the interview were he at his suggestion a meditation where we didn't speak and uh but it was like I mean the first few minutes of that I was just did you close your eyes I've I no idea I just wanted to cry and stuff for the first few <laughs> minutes I was like no did he close his eyes yes okay at least the eyes were closed yeah but see I'm just yeah again look if you tell me to relax, I'm not going to relax. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't I, imagine so. Just you know, there's no. I'm just a terrible man when it comes to that stuff. Also,
2: even. I always find the the word "relaxed" kind of passive aggressive. Oh as well. God! It's
0: yeah. It's It's a red rag to a bull round here. <laughs> relax. Uh, but so, but but he he did. I think he just he knew how. Uh, all over the place I was. Okay. And so I was like, you know, you know, nervous. Yeah.
2: So you, you think that he suggested it because of the energy?
0: I think so. I think okay. it was like nothing you could say in the first 20 minutes. It's kind of make sense. It's <laughs> just like, why don't you say nothing? Wow. And we'll all say nothing. But my, my point being that, and was it meditation? I'm sorry. No, no, go on. Uh, was it meditation just like sitting on a seat yeah, or yeah. on the ground? or On a seat, yeah. Okay, so it was quite a relaxed meditation, nothing? No, nothing, nothing apart from... I mean, sorry to say relaxed again <laughs> Yeah. <gasps> what do you mean, relaxed? So, um, no, there was, <laughs> it was a situation where it was, at, it, yeah, so there was people there and, uh, but it was more, okay, so as it went on, it started to work for me, you know, eventually, I yeah. don't know, 10 minutes in, I was like, you oh, know, Jesus, yeah, maybe. And then by the end, I was like ready to go and it was just forced upon me, but I just thought, wow, that's a great way to.
2: I absolutely hear from, from many, many sources that meditation is a fantastic yeah, way to I know. level yourself.
0: Um, the, 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 yeah, actually, you know what? I've just had a kind of slightly, uh, I always struggled with trying, mm. um, and, and, probably a classic case of somebody who really needs to do it yeah and you know made efforts went to Doge and, Bear and did, did did a few other uh, things that kind of um in my attempt to do that and then um I discovered um in the last year I've been rowing on the Liffey on a on a Couric, right okay. and with Lisa actually yeah. and uh and that's just somehow the action of of rowing and going up the river and down the river and just having to do it and just stay in the in the you know in the motion stay in the rhythm get into the rhythm I found it like that's meditative you know and I'm mindful and I just trying to kind of keep it going and just the same thing repeating so like I will say that there's probably if you're listening and um okay, if you're listening and you, you want to give up doing what you're doing, we've already told you, you have to keep going. But if you're listening and you think, uh, I can't meditate, that's never going to work for me, there's probably ways into it, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: But I mean, I think I had such a, I had such a silly view of meditation. I had the view of like 1980s meditation of having to, you know, sit cross-legged and, and yeah. oh, you yeah. know, transcend and, uh, but no, you know, you kind of figure out that you can just, you know, lie on the yeah, lie on the bed and just.
0: Mm. So you've got a little bit of a.
2: I've tried to do little bits of it. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, good. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh. I didn't expect to talk about meditation, but, <laughs> <laughs> you would like. uh, but look on that. Okay, so look, let's go to let's go to Sardinia. Is that okay? So we've got two more, right? Yes, please. Um, I absolutely love polyphonic singing from Sardinia. I had never heard before of the tenores di biti? biti. I did when I read about them, though. Discovered that you know the way in other parts of Sardinia, there's that that. Um, it's kind of like a little pipe instrument, a reed thing that that is also played. Sounds a bit like a kind of, a, uh, in some ways, a, an ilan pipe kind of the higher. Uh, but that's in some of the uh, singing in Sardinia. You hear that yeah. instrument and it sounds very ancient and it mixes with this. But in this village or town of Bitti, um, they don't seem to have instruments at all, which I thought no, was no. It's all amazing. folks around the, yeah. the voice, yeah. yeah. So, uh,
2: and to be honest, I don't know huge. Uh, like I mean, I I listened to the, this group specifically yeah. um, quite a bit, actually quite a bit around the time that myself and Raydi were starting to oh, okay rehearse, uh, and we were showing each other uh-huh. um, just you know things that we'd been listening to that you know that had kind of inspired us a little bit. Um
0: but these um And and how had you stumbled upon it? In the in I, the modern way? You found it at the, the spa? In
2: the modern in the, <laughs> the local Londas, yeah. They were, they were playing it on the sound system.
0: That's how it uh, works <laughs> these days, no? Yeah, this is yeah. the whole thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Isn't the cheese the child um no I uh it's you know, sad to say it was just YouTube, but mm. uh YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yes I, I'm familiar with it. Um, <laughs> the yeah another thing that i i kind of was reading around them they went to brazil and collaborated with tom jay and there's a lovely little film of him talking about them but he says some really lovely things about it about being like um you know because the sound is so natural because it's just voices and it's so connected in sort of like it's been there forever yeah and it's very connected with the natural world in that they're you know, shepherds and uh, there's a lot of, it's just an agri-based kind of environment mm-hmm. around there of being in the fields and the, the lowing of cattle and the sheep, bleating of sheep and the yeah. sound of the wind. And there's
2: very ancient singing along with it. <laughs> yeah. and
0: yeah. But when you kind of put it in that situation, um, it starts to, to make even more sense. But there's just, yeah, that feeling of... Um,
2: yeah, and it's, it's just a very, very visceral experience. I think when you have headphones on listening to polyphonic singing in any way, it's... Mm. Uh, uh it's a very strange feeling
0: mm. um what what's strange about it because it's funny because it's come up in the last two shows talking about Brandman and Terady about about it and in my in in expert opinion it's something to do with just how equal it is in the shapes of the voices and they're all in there now there's only four people in this thing but just that I don't know the way okay so look I'll throw another thing at you do you know I don't know if you um I found myself one time admiring uh figure skating you know and, yeah. and pairs right and when yeah. they do it in the Olympics or whatever and you just you know I don't know stumble into it that's not the right word but um <laughs> you can't stumble into figure skating um but it's more What I love about that is the way that like two people working together and it's the perfect unison, the perfect sort of like, you know, amalgamation of power as such. But when it comes to polyphonic singing, singing, that that kind of extrapolates out into however many people's involved. But there's just that, you know, wonderful shape to it.
2: Yes. It's very hard to articulate the way you feel when a piece of music... um like affects you in any way, it's very, it's really difficult to to explain. But I think with the polyphonic, especially uh, for me, it's a feeling, uh, maybe it's like a sympathetic feeling that I'm getting when I'm listening to them Mm. in in the back of my throat and all down my back. And it kind of makes me feel like (laughs) I'm trying to describe like when all of them come in together and they because some of the harmonies are so close together. It creates this almost like tension in your muscles when, um, kind of like a gurn. I'm gonna say
0: gurn. Keep going. <laughs> gurning,
2: it's kind gurning. of like a musical. I get like a. It's kind of That's like funny. Gurning.
0: It's a physical thing. Like it's a. Feeling. It feels
2: physical, especially with, with something like that. Also with the with KTL who are coming up next as well. Sometimes that oh, yeah. happens to me with them, and especially what um, Spud is very into as well, which is getting that physical feeling. Uh, When you listen to something, I think he speaks a lot about like when he went to like Ben Frost show Mm -hmm. where, you know, things were vibrating and you could feel, you know yourself, Mm -hmm. you've been sometimes at shows where the bass is really heavy Mm -hmm. and you start feeling it in your chest or in the back of your head or, you know, whatever. And it's you're physically feeling the music, you know, not just like
0: metaphorically feeling it, but yeah. Um, the ceiling is too high. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh, sorry, it's a ceiling. Yes. Sorry. No, look, Katie, that's anyway, a wonderful that's, description. I love it. Fhi- so yeah. physical. Yeah, no, no, this is yeah. really good. So it does. So like that, that's definitely something that applies to the spuds hand of the, there being that kind of like.
2: Yes, he's very much into that mm-hmm. and creating that sound as well.
0: It, is there a word for that? No, probably not. But probably is. But um, yeah, no, but I, I just love the idea of it being something that, uh, yeah, that rearranges the physical elements in the world and kind of puts you in a different position where you start to <laughs> um
2: yeah yeah your eyes start to go a little bit funny and that's how because when i was listening to these guys with headphones quite loud mm. um yeah my eyes started to feel a little funny okay
0: so <laughs> t- trigger warning <laughs> okay so the tenores de beti and this is deus de salvit maria <laughs> saying about it but he was talking about sort of um that it puts him in mind of the eternal that there's no end to this that there's no death involved in this kind of a nice idea I guess that you know I guess that 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 it's devotional music essentially so it's kind of it's meant to probably put you in mind of that but it's good that it kind of works you know because there's something there I just maybe you know I mean we're talking about the physical kind of reaction to it but um yeah, there's something else as well, metaphysical, I don't know. There's something yes, really beautiful there in is. there. Um, have you, You've never been to Sardinia?
2: I haven't been to Sardinia, don't know Neither have I.
0: Um, it's a, a place that I would love to go and um, yes. see. Um, Katie, we've mm-hmm. come to uh, almost come to the end of our um, journey through music today. One of the things I wrote down, I don't know why I wrote this down, but, um, well, yeah, I think it was in relation to, um, you know, thinking about you know, the rabbit hole you go down when you send, you send somebody to... Um, one sec there, I'm going to put my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when the way music opens up a door right and you're open to it so we're both in a position and you were saying there earlier about um how difficult it is to describe it is difficult to describe but it doesn't stop certain people making a living out of trying to do that which is kind of (laughs) what i'm kind of trying to do but um so you're open to it you get pointed in the direction of something and you're you're through this door and all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, a rabbit hole is, is the popular term. But what I like to think is that the kind of like that, there's no dead ends in music, you know, you can't just go sort of like, I'll point you in the direction of Tirza and it ends at Tirza. It never does. It, no. it leads to this and it leads to that. And then yes. it leads to this and not just in a kind of a sort of omnidirectional way, i oh, sorry, in one direction, but in an omnidirectional way, it goes everywhere, you know, like it's yeah. in the points of intersection. So we're talking about your work and we can't talk about your work without talking about, you know, all the, yeah. the things that have crisscrossed your paths, essentially. But I just think that's kind of, it's a point worth making that, you know, there aren't any dead ends. It's it's like not no. a thing that you can infinite. go... Infinite, yeah. So like, what else is infinite? Um, but um, your patience. But uh, <laughs> no, oh, it's not, no. No, but what, what, what I'm saying is that like, so it's more like, yeah, it's, again, we're speaking of, from a position of being very much back in at the deep end and in love with the music that's all around us and, and what we're hearing. So it's kind of easy for us to say, but there is something wonderful about that thing of being introduced something and then you're all of a sudden you're over there and you've no idea how you got there. So I want to thank one of you for... the best for,
2: things ever, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely one of the best things ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> ever. So, Katie, um, we, before we go, right... Um, So, just in terms of the plans for twenty twenty one, I mean, in 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 without sort of, you're not sure about when the album is coming, right?
2: I'm not too sure. Uh, It's a strange year to plan anything, but um, it's basically done. So, um, I'm really terrible at um, titling things and naming things. (laughs) And
0: why am I not surprised?
2: uh, (laughs) And uh, like artwork and things that. I'm very very indecisive I love something one minute and then the next minute it's, really? oh, it's horrific so that must to me. be
0: very difficult then to to name so what do, how do you cope with sort of changing how do I we cope? well how do you cope no I mean we're at the end so I'll ask you this is you. why I drink <laughs> <laughs> no it's not. no but why do, how do you cope with we'll say you know uh, it must be ongoing as in you don't suddenly decide oh well that's what it's called and then you know you want to change it again does it always does it kind of reach a point where you go okay it's, forget about it um, yeah, yeah, yeah you have to I, just leave yeah. it go,
2: um, yeah, so there's that, and then um, and then hopefully we twenty twenty one there's the, also the recording of the um um Radiesbud Ellie, yeah, the other thing uh, collective <laughs> that hopefully we get that recorded, um, and then hopefully I wanna wanna start writing again, and it would be nice mm. to start writing again, and yeah you
0: said that they was already, you know that there's been kind of thoughts about. What comes next, even though we've kind of yet to mm. hear this one, but um so that's already kind of been set in certain motion as such thoughts about what that. like writing something else yeah
2: I, well well to to be honest i I live in a house um very big house i know it's uh, I live in a house that is uh it's actually quite a small house um that is very close to neighbors, so I feel like writing would be difficult, so I think maybe mm. trying to find an um Trying to find a space and uh, finding the space to write is in uh, the new objective of twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you Did you have to get loads of gear back together again when you came back, or how did you? I haven't go? got it back together yet. Oh, okay, you're just piecing bits and pieces. Yeah. Enough to work with. Enough I could to try
2: be... and knock on the doors of the people of adverts that I've sold <laughs> everything to and beg them to give me all my gear back. But uh, no, it's fine. I mean, it's a purge. I, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's I don't mind that. I've kind of come to peace with selling everything. It's fine. Mm. Um. Uh, and no I'll build it back up again. Get stuff, uh, and yeah,
0: and you know, there's we have experienced both of us in terms of just picking up the pieces and moving on from wherever absolutely. it is that, that you fall down. Um, yeah. so Katie, before we finish, um uh, wonderful choices all the way, but what is this KTL? Because I know nothing about KTL.
2: Okay. So um if you're familiar with Stephen O'Malley, who is uh Sono. Sonno well Sun.
0: Uh Son. Uh, oh the Sonno is different.
2: Well it's it looks like Sun-O, but you only pronounce the sun. Thank you. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I just covered this a couple of years ago myself. Um, but anyway, um, really great t-shirts as well, by the way. Mm. Um, but uh, he's kind of a, a doom drone, doom metal, experimental guitarist um, who is involved in many, 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 many things. Um He's, he lives in France at the moment, but American and, um, just a really interesting man. I think he practices a lot of, like, you have to be quite patient. It's very slow. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: I think with Sun, um, it's a lot of guitars, a lot of very distorted, heavy guitars with no percussion. Um, so you definitely have to be in the mood (laughs) to listen to it and be, be, be quite a patient listener, I think. Um... And he's also very much into achieving that deep listening. He talks about deep listening quite a lot um, that I think um, Spud is very familiar with as well. Mm. Um, and just kind of a spectral, you know, he works with a lot of artists, sculptors, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of experimental like Japanese guitarists, um, works just across the board really interesting guy mm-hmm. and really really interesting to listen to you mm-hmm. could listen to him
0: talk for hours really talks as well
2: uh yeah i mean he does really good interviews also he uh, there's a recent interview with uh, well a couple of years ago with the red bull music academy okay um i got very into watching those interviews actually when i came back as well from new york mm-hmm. uh really great people giving interviews about their no just on the point career. of interviews
0: when it comes to the the information that can be in an interview not, i mean the doing of them is a different in thing interview? But, huh in Torview. Yeah, yes. in Torview. Yeah, exactly, in <laughs> Torview. Uh, <laughs> there is something in there, Katie, isn't there? When you hear, we'll say Stephen O'Malley, right? So that's his name? Yes. When you hear Stephen O'Malley revealing something about things or telling you something honestly about how things work, you know, mm-hmm. it can be from, I, I find that, you know, I, I mean, I get an awful lot as well. I mean, I do a lot of research around watching and listening to interviews. And, um, you know, as, as as daunting as it can be, it's worth doing because, you know, on record, it could be something, yeah. Useful. And I think
2: if people are comfortable doing it, and I think if people are, um, yeah, are able to articulate themselves, not because I mean, also it brings it right down, you know, it takes away. Um, some of the the mystique that I think mm. might be scary for people, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're able to sit down and talk about it in a way that makes it uh, accessible for people, mm-hmm. then I think that's really co- that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it inspires people to go and do it themselves because it's not this big scary that's task. It.
0: That, that's really what I was saying is that look, it, it can lead to other people getting into that zone or yeah. finding out and or just making that dream come true. I just think it's valuable information, depending on, again, how well articulated it can be. But um, I'm going to go check him out. So so, so
2: this is a, a project of his called KTL. Uh-huh. Um, he, he, It's it's him and Peter Rayburg. Peter Rayburg, I'm not uh, so familiar with. I've listened to quite a bit of him online. And yeah. it's kind of just, you know, computer uh, electronic guy who thinks that musicians are, um, you know, the lowest form of uh, <laughs> artist that there can be. But he believes that... Um, um, yeah, this kind of electronic, electronic experimental music is, um, the way to go. But anyway, Stephen O'Malley and him got together and have formed KTL, um, again, an acquired taste, I feel, but this particular track, uh, actually John uh, Spud, um, uh, sent it to me,
5: mm-hmm.
2: or maybe we were listening to it in fan. I can't exactly remember, but I probably listened to it maybe once a week. Okay. Um, and I I love listening to it on my bike.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's long enough to cycle home from a considerable distance away. Actually,
2: <laughs> so he doesn't have sh- he doesn't do short songs. Okay, so we've got. So <laughs> I should just
0: say that we're going to close episode number 38. This would
2: probably one of the, be one of the shorter of, of songs yeah. of his and KTL's. But actually, Johan Johansson is um, featuring oh. on this as well. Oh, right. Okay, um, I know his work. And it's live, and it's um,
0: yeah, it's fantastic. Um. Katie it's been such a pleasure talking to you it's i can't been a real wait pleasure to, hear, talking to you um Thank it's you. finally we got to do a show um I can't wait to hear uh, well I've heard it I can't wait for everybody else to hear what's to come next um, and good luck with the recording of this special project um with Ellie and Spud and Brady thank you and um yeah so it's Phil 2 to play us out here on Make Me an Island and you can, uh, get, a, you
2: can get all of their work on Bandcamp by the way it's yeah, difficult actually, to find
0: we should say uh, as as always I would direct you can hear us on Spotify but you can get all of the music you heard on Bandcamp and uh, you can get all Katie's music and uh Forthcoming record as well, too. Um, so get on there and, um, yeah, so from uh KTL, actually, it's long enough to if it was if there weren't a 5k limit, you could probably walk about 15k to well, anyway, it's 15 minutes, longer 15 minutes long. 15 minutes okay, that's how we play out. Please KTL. invest
2: though and listen to the end because it really does, it is beautiful.
0: Stay all the way and thanks <laughs> for listening. Thanks so much, Katie. Thanks, Donald.